Welcome to the Quite Audacious Podcast with Amanda Swiger. I am a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure wedding and boudoir photographer with a deep belief that doing things my own way is why I've been so successful. I'm now taking that love of audacious, rebel-minded thinking and helping other photographers build the lives and businesses that they're in love with, all while still working with clients and taking you along for the ride. No topic is off limits here, so expect a lot of honest conversations, in-the-moment riffs, business and life advice, tough love, and of course, talking with you about all the ways you can work with me and to create the life that you've been dreaming of. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it, y'all. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Quite Audacious Podcast. We have taken a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break, and um, I'm going to be jumping into why, what has all been going on, all of the things on this podcast episode. So thank you for being here and um, let's get into it. So uh, for those of you who have been here from the beginning, welcome back. I loved creating this podcast when I first launched the Amanda Swiger. Um, It was so fun. I honestly thought I was going to hate making a podcast, but I loved it. And we put out, I think it was 16 or 18 episodes. And uh, then we had a little bit of a snafu with our hosting platform. And honestly, it kind of was happening alongside some other things in the business, in my life in general. And everything, to be completely honest, kind of went off the rails. Um, And I when I was thinking about, you know, bringing back this podcast, I was like, how do I want to address this? Or I just kind of want to like pick back up and pretend, you know, we didn't disappear for four months or do I want to address it? And for me, I think that the heart of everything here at the Amanda Swiger is around like not, no gatekeeping, no secrets, no, you know, holding back information and, you know, only letting people into per- certain parts of, the pretty, you know, shiny aspects of being a business owner. I think that so much of what I craved and still honestly in many ways crave in the business world is authenticity and vulnerability. And um, one of my like favorite phrases is like, you know, you have to go first. Um, And so I guess this is my way of doing that. So let's, let's talk about what happened with the podcast. Um, There was a whole snafu with, Kajabi. Um, it has been fixed, which is why we are back. Um, I had to take down all of the original episodes and re-upload them. It was terrible. I hated it. Um, but it is fine. Everything worked itself out. Um, and I think what was happening alongside that, because honestly that was not that big of a deal. It just felt really frustrating and overwhelming at the time because I had so much other stuff going on. Um, I had some health stuff going on. We had to take me to the ER in April, uh, the end of April, because I thought I was having a heart attack. I was not. Uh, Apparently, I have been a type 1 diabetic and did not know it for most of my life Um, and was having some heart issues and complications from that. Um, I then started kind of changing a lot of things in my personal life in terms of movement and eating and being a lot more cognizant of the amount of water I was drinking and my stress levels and all of this stuff. And alongside that, um, realized that what I had built or was building with Taz, 
aka the Amanda Swiger, was something I actually really hated. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I needed to create what I saw other people doing in the education space, in the photography community, in the coaching world. I felt like I needed to follow in the footsteps of what other people have done. But then it was also simultaneously making podcasts and talking about how I built a photography business my way. Um, that is, I mean, if you listen to the intro to this podcast, um, I, I built something that I am obsessed with and I love alongside kind of my own audacity um, and just doing things my own way. But then as I'm building this new business, in many ways, forgot what I, I know to be true. And that is that you can be successful doing things almost any way you want. Uh, you just have to have enough self-belief in it and enough motivation and drive to continue even when it feels like nothing is working. And um, nothing was really working uh, the way I thought it would. I got a ton of one-to-one -one clients. That was a really cool, unexpected. I did not expect to have so many one-to-one -one clients right out of the gate. I thought V-Day was going to sell and it didn't. Um, we had, you know, a handful of people that purchased the behind the scenes for boudoir. Um, but in general, people really wanted to work with me one-on-one -on -one, and the things that they wanted to have conversations with me about were not what I thought I was getting into this for. But if I'm really honest, I think it's why I got into this. I just don't think I had articulated that to myself yet. So, uh, in May I discovered well, I discovered her before that, but I um, signed up to work with Leanne Lopez-Mosley. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably see me share her shit. I am a smitten kitten with my mentor. Uh, I have two of them. I also have Katie Stewart. Uh, I love how different they are, but also how the same they are. Um, I love how much they challenge me. Leanne is special to me in a different way than probably anybody else I've ever met in my entire life. I'm, I know she's never going to listen to my podcast. I can dream that one day maybe I will be able to have her on my podcast. That would like be my ultimate dream. Um, so you guys can just hear us together. Um, I think I had in my head that mentorship was going to be a transactional where like, you're going to teach me this thing. You're going to hold me accountable to this thing. Kind of the way like therapy can feel a little transactional where you don't really get to know your therapist, they get to know you. And what I have loved about Leanne and Katie is that's not it at all. Um, the amount of times in Voxer, Leanne and I are sending each other shit that has nothing to do with business. And like not in an overwhelming, abusive kind of way where we're like blowing each other up. But like I, I love that I can dip into Voxer with her. Uh, I work with her one-on-one. -on -one. I have access to her. Monday to Thursday, every day of the month or every week of the month. Um, and I love that I can just be like, I am having a hard day. Like the other, uh, past Thursday, I literally sent her a message and I was like, I know this is what you say mentorship is for. I am struggling with the fact that like there are 400 other people already doing the same thing that I want to be doing. They're just not doing it the way I would do them. I'm like, why should I even bother? And she was like, you answered your own question because they're not doing it the way you're going to do it. And like, if, if there wasn't, you know, nobody would be making purses if there was a perfect purse. No one would be making makeup if there was a, one company that did everything the best. 
people buy from who they want to buy from for all kinds of reasons. And I, I love that I have access to her energy, to her vibe all of the time. It just, oh y'all, it, she, it just, it has changed me. Um, my wife is obsessed with the fact that Leanne just, we're both hype girls by nature. I've never experienced, um, how I make my clients feel. People always tell me that like, you just hype me up. You make me feel so good. You make me laugh. You're so funny. I don't know how that feels to be on the receiving end of Amanda magic. Um, or I didn't, I feel like I do a little bit better now. Um, thanks to Leanne, because I feel like we are just so the same in that. Um, I also in May started working one-on-one -on -one with Katie. Katie and I have a little bit of a different setup. I work with her um, one week out of the month. I have a call with her on that Monday and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in Voxer, we kind of can chat. And I love this because Katie is the queen of simple strategy. She does not want to work a ton. She is not a hustle queen. She is very much about what can she do in a streamlined, simple, ease-filled method to have the best results. And um, I think I, I, I needed her energy, especially as I have been going through this kind of like, she called it the crumbling. Um, and that, you know, in order to rebuild something, everything else has to crumble. And between my health stuff and all of this business stuff, and then even stuff in the photography business, it has felt very much like a crumbling. And so as I'm thinking about how I want to actually build the next chapter of my life, having this person who is a voice of what is like a simple, what is easy and not easy in a lazy kind of way, but easy in a like, things don't have to be complicated to be effective. A lot of what I do in my photography company is very simple. Um, and so being able to have access to her and her strategies and her mindset um, I love the way their voices pair in my head, um, because it is just, it has opened up a different part of me. I feel like the Amanda that is sitting here on September 9th recording this podcast is so different from the Amanda of, you know, March, April, and May last year or this year. <laughs> I'm already making time fly by y'all. Um, and just in a few months, I feel like the amount that I have grown from, what I believe to be possible of myself, I feel like I am so much more grounded. And because I'm so much more grounded, um, I'm a coming to Taz with a different energy, which leads me to kind of where things are. Um, I also started around the same time having the realization that something had to give. I am a full-time wedding photographer. I shoot, I mean, I used to do like 70 something, 60 something weddings a year. This year I'm doing about 30. Uh, I have 30, 28 on the books for next year. Um, that is considered full time. Um, I make, you know, well over six figures just with my weddings. I could, I could quit there. Um, but your girl is a hustle queen. Um, <laughs> and I also just understand that to some degree like this, there's no retirement plan. There are no benefits unless I'm setting aside money. And while I'm making good money, doing weddings. I've always wanted to be able to retire and set aside money and pay off debt and all those things. So I've kind of used the fact that I, I, I enjoy my work and doing more. So I also have a full-time studio. I do about a hundred to 125 clients a year. Um, I think it'll be closer to 140 this year, um, in the boudoir 
also, I, I kind of lump into that maternity, um, newborn, that kind of shit. Um, and that's a lot of work. And then I am now building a education, coaching, mentorship brand as well. And doing all of that at that level is exhausting. Um, I am a one person show. Uh, I have some you know, people that do like little things for me. Um, but you know, in general, if, if it comes out, it is probably touched by my hands. And, um, I got to a place, honestly, y'all, where I was very exhausted. Um, I felt like I could not keep up and that I was just, I said to Jordan, I was like, I feel like I'm on a floaty in the middle of the ocean, or I feel like I'm in the water in the middle of the ocean and she's on a floaty and she doesn't understand why I'm so tired. And she was like, no, I understand why you're so tired. You just don't want to get out of the water. And I was like, fuck. I've gotten so used to living like this that changing things up feels really scary. Um, and that is a very vulnerable, honest response. But I feel like that's important. Um, so I started having a hard look at what could go. So one of the things I did was I outsourced all of my video editing. That was fucking phenomenal. My new editor, she's great. Um, and I think my clients are happy. I outsourced all of the simple videos for my clients as well. Um, I also started using a bit more AI, um, places that I could. And then I also started, um, leaning into a little bit of some of the things I've learned in the coaching sphere from some of the people I follow around, uh, batch tasking things. So like I will sit down and spend four hours and write, um, Instagram post for Philadelphia Boudoir and Swagger Photography um, for like a month at a time. And then when I have the inspiration or I want to make a reel or whatever, I have the space to do it, but it's not a every day, twice a day trying to think of stuff to write. Um, I'll write captions as I think of them and kind of save them in my phone. And then once a month go and like hog and just kind of <laughs> write a bunch of content at once. That works really well for me. For some people, that'd be really fucking stressful. But for me, that has helped. Same thing with blog posts. I no longer try to, like, do them as I do things. I just have a, a, a system, a day in the calendar, and I just go in and I write blog posts so that there is new stuff going on to the blog for SEO purposes. I really sat down with Jordan and tried to figure out where are things broken and are there solutions we have not looked at. And then also... Is it time to let go of boudoir? Um, I went through probably like a two-month phase where I was like, I'm quitting. At the end of the year, when my studio lease is up, I'm going to quit. And, oh, y'all, I was going to try not to cry on this podcast, but it's okay. Um, thank God for Jordan. She is phenomenal. And she knows the joy. And maybe joy is not the right word. No, it is the right word. The joy that comes for me from boudoir. Um, so many of my clients have never seen themselves in a way that makes them realize how beautiful they are. And as somebody who exists in a body that is told often that I am not good enough, that I'm not pretty, um, who's had, you know, my own mom one time told me, you used to be so pretty. Um, and I know that what she means by that is I used to not be gay and I used to be a lot skinnier. Um, those things stick with you, but when you have a photo of yourself that you're like, 
fuck I'm fire. It, it shifts something in you on like a cellular level. And so she was like, you can't give it up. You can't, you can't give it up. Um, and so we went through a lot of different iterations of what this could look like. And in all of this, I also started getting a lot more inquiries from photographers who were like, I want to do a boudoir session. I really love your vibe. I want to see how you do things. I want to kind of have it as like a, both a mentoring day where like I can come and ask you questions and then also do a boudoir session. And I also had a lot of coaches, to be really honest, start reaching out to me about like, I love your aesthetic. Um, I don't necessarily need a ton of boudoir photos, but like my brand is sexy. Is there such a thing as like sexy branding photos? And so those sessions were not happening in my studio a lot of times. They were happening in a much more curated, like done for them, like, you know, what does your brand look like? Okay, you know, you kind of have a, a, a eclectic, a you know, kind of style. That's very much what your branding's about. Let's find a space that suits that. Um, and then also my boudoir clients, I have kind of a split client base. I have my babes that love my studio, um, who've been with me for years and years and years. And then I have my clients that find me on Google, um, who are really looking for a incredibly curated luxe day and they have the money to spend and they want something that feels like everything has been thought of. They want, I had one client tell me that I want the Chanel experience of boudoir. And as I kind of started playing with what that would look like, it was people repeatedly saying like, I want to, I don't like your studio is great, but like, I want to shoot the four seasons. And I was like, well, the four seasons is like $900 at minimum a night. Um, so that's a different vibe. And so I had this realization that I was being called to something that's different from where I'm at. And then that would mean drastically raising my prices and changing my process a little bit. Um, and I had a lot of nerves around how people were going to respond. Um, my boudoir pricing for 2024 starts at 5,800. And I, I am not going to lie to y'all. When I posted that on my Instagram stories last weekend, I got some pretty fucked up responses. People were like, wow, you're really greedy. Um, you know, it's just, you know, photo shoot. Why would you charge that much? And I was like, you know, I, I have to be honest, y'all. I, I don't, at this point in my life, I can't see me spending $1,500 on photos. Um, partly because I have a wife that does a really damn good job taking my photo. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I get it on some level. But I also on another sit here and like my clients that happily, I mean, I have 39 clients already in the books for next year who did not bat an eye at this, who are spending well over that for these beautiful curated days of photo shoots that aren't tied to a time limit or a certain amount of outfits. It's very much about like, what do you want out of this? Let's curate an experience for that. And that is so cool, y'all. It is also a lot more work and a lot more money. Um, I put in my stories earlier this week that, you know, when people see, you know, a $2,200 price tag for boudoir, they're like, wow, she's really rolling in it. Um, but I have to make about, I think I said 75,000 on my Instagram stories. I think it's a little closer, um, just to be fully transparent to 68,000 to break even with my studio, hair, makeup products, all of that in a given year, $68,000 before I'm paying myself a dime. It's a lot, y'all. It's a lot. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a luxury experience for a reason. Um, and I have always 
kind of wanted to pair that with an accessibility element. And one of the things that I've really been working on with Jordan and my coaches is that like, there are ways to do this that allow me to be profitable, um, insanely profitable. You know, the business has done exceptionally well, um, on both boudoir and the wedding side of things. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard because you want to feel like you're accessible. You want to feel like anybody can do this. If you're somebody who really sees the transformational power of boudoir. Um, so for me, that's why I love myself love Saturday. Um, it's always been a free event. I have some ideas for next year. Um, I think I'm going to make it a twice a year event maybe, um, where some of them are going to have a little bit of a, a cost attached to them just because of what we're going to be doing. Um, but they are like stupid low cost. This uh, one for next year that I have in mind is going to be like less than $25. Um, I love that. And it's just a fun way to get photos at a, you know, really accessible price for anybody. And I always have said, you know, if I do ones that are a paid thing, I'll always have a few spots where, um, I'll sponsor some people who can't afford that. Um, because I do believe in the transformational power of this, but I also know that where the business is being pulled is a different direction. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for next year. I'm excited for the clients I have in my books. I'm excited for, um, what this means in terms of profit for the business. Um, I'm having so much fun working with some of these coaches and creating work that really excites me. Um, but because the price point is a lot higher, I've been able to cut back. Um, my goal is maybe about 45, 50 clients next year in the, I'm now calling it boudoir beauty and branding. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking to kind of cut this by like about a third. Um, I want, or two thirds. Um, I want to be doing less, um, because I think I need to honor myself in a different capacity. So, you know, all of that is floating around in the dryer that is Amanda's brain that we're just, everything just kind of tosses around and I'm looking at my product suite. I'm trying to get out a pricing course. Um, this is back in June and I just could not figure out what I wanted Taz to look like. Um, so I was like, I can't make podcast episodes. I just feel frozen. I feel like I don't know what I want to do. And I guess it's now been about two weeks. I finally, um, there were a lot of tears y'all. I'm going to be completely transparent. I had a little bit of a breakdown of, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and what came on the other side of that kind of just accepting that I was feeling really overwhelmed. I think that so often we try to just be like, no, I'm, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. And I just laid all the way into, I feel fucking overwhelmed. And on the other side of that, I had a dream of, if you're in the Philly area, you know, Broad Street, imagine like a metropolitan city where there's a, you know, a, a median in the middle of a road uh, to, you know, traffic going both directions. And on that median is, you know, a block long table and sitting at the other end of it is me in a hat. I love me in a hat in all black and a lot of leather with cognac boots. 
with this feeling of you can sit at this table. There's no secrets here. There's no gatekeeping. Vide means to see in Latin. And the heart behind what I wanted to create with that was so much more than some behind the scenes videos for boudoir. It was this whole seat up at the table. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not keeping any secrets. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not you know, only gonna share the good. I'm, I'm gonna share anything and everything people wanna know. Um, not with an understanding that I am right and you need to follow my methodology and do things my way. But with a, I think when people feel like there is no curtain and that there is no magic mystical Oz, um, you have this permission to build a business that you love. And when I think back, I always go back to 2017 Amanda sitting in an apartment in Wayne that was like $1,000 a month that had mice that lived in the building. It was not cute. It was not fancy. It was, I didn't even have a car, y'all. Um, and I would sit at a table that Jordan made and would wonder how in the hell I could build something that actually felt like a legacy. I think of that girl and what she wanted so desperately was someone to say, those nudges that you feel to do things a particular way, follow them. This is how I've done things. I think of like one of the most pivotal moments that year for me was I watched, I don't even remember now what it was, Pai Girasan, uh, and he talked about how he shot almost his entire body of work on a 50 millimeter lens. And I was like, wait, what? I thought I was wrong because I shot most of my work on a 24 millimeter. I loved that lens and I was felt this shame around the fact that I didn't have a you know giant kit of lenses. And when I was like, wait, this mega photographer that I look up to only does, like really only uses one lens in a lot of his work, why am I feeling bad about it? It just was that permission piece of being able to see somebody do something and it opening up the possibilities in me of how I could do things. And I want to be that. So I took what V-Day was. I took all of these pieces for a pricing course and a upselling course that I'd been working on and dissolved them all, put them into one um, program. And I am now selling V-Day as kind of the all-inclusive vault to everything that I've done to build a multi-six-figure business. Um, I am currently adding to it. I plan on adding to it for probably at least the next, next six months. And as I add things to it, I'm going to raise the price because obviously there's a lot more value being added into it. Um, and so if you are listening to this and you're like, that sounds really fucking dope. I want into that. This is a great time because you can, uh, snag it for a significantly reduced price for what it's going to eventually be. Um, I'm kind of looking at it as like a pre-sale price. Um, and you get to kind of be along for the journey. Um, one of the other things that I'm really excited to be adding into V-Day is a monthly Voxer broadcast. Um, we did our first one for August with some of the people who have been inside V-Day already. If you purchased V-Day back in its original form, I am grandfathering you in because I can, honestly, that's why. <laughs> um, so I, every month you can submit questions to me and then I am answering them 
and you get a downloadable file or you can listen to them on Voxer. Um, but we also have uploaded into the platform a you know, audio file where you can just listen to them one right after the other. Um, and I wanted it to feel like an all access pass, a, 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 an insider track, if you will, to what I've done so that you can take that and use it to build the business that speaks to you. Um, and I, I have to say, realizing and realizing that this was what I originally wanted anyways, I, I felt like it originally had to be something I released monthly, kind of how other people have their like subscriptions. And I went away from this idea for V-Day because I felt like I'm not somebody who would enjoy the deadline part of having like a monthly release and having to think about content and creating things for this in that capacity. That felt really stressful to me. So I was like, no, it's going to be one program. And then down the line, I'll make a subscription of all of my programs where you can get them all for one. And what I found in working with my one-on-one clients is that the more I worked with them, the more I understood what people needed help with and what people found so revolutionary about how I thought about things. Um, And I was like, I should just turn this into a program that's all inclusive that I add to as I think of things. Um, So like, for example, I have a, one of my one-to-one clients, she has been really struggling with her maternity boudoir. So we are, I have a person booked. We're going to be recording a uh, upcoming behind the scenes of a maternity session. And honestly, I am doing it for her, uh, but I'm going to be adding it into this because I think that for her to be able to see kind of my approach will be really helpful, not because my approach is the right way or the only way or the way you should do it, but because I think that seeing how somebody does it, not in a produced, talking to a camera, quote unquote, educational teaching way, allows you to be like, oh, well, I thought I was doing it wrong because I talked to my clients this way. But now that I'm seeing it, how you talk to your clients, it's like, oh, maybe that's my magic. And I think that that was what I wanted to bring to this. So I'm really excited to be in a place now where we are re-releasing V-Day. Um, you can still jump in to the original V-Day price of two two two. Um, I I don't know when I'm going to raise it. I'm going to raise it as I feel like there is more value in it. Um, I don't know what the end price will be, um, but you will get lifetime access to this version. I, I might down the line change what it is. But anything that is added in this iteration of E-Day is included. Um, there are currently, I think, nine modules up with a bunch of different trainings in them. Um, and then we also have the Voxer broadcast. We have a ton of templates in there um, for email or CRM stuff. Um, anything that I feel like somebody has either asked me about that I feel like I can share on, I'm adding to this. Um, and again, I, I, it's not because I think I'm right. It's because I think that being able to see how somebody does it is so fucking powerful. So that's where things are. Um, I think that feeling like I am excited about this and that I am back to leaning into my Amanda magic is awesome. It also means that I have a lot more brain space now that I feel like I have a direction and 
know what I want this to be, um, to create more podcasts for y'all. Um, I'm really grateful for the people who've stuck around. Uh, I know that she doesn't listen to my podcast, but I just feel like I need to say it. Jordan, I'm so grateful for you. Um, she has taken, I wish, I wish you guys could see me. I have a stack of notes in my hand that are handwritten, um, that she printed off of her iPad where she would just sit and let, take notes on what I would say. I'm a verbal processor and, um, I didn't know that loving someone could look like that, babe, until, until you, um, and I'm just deeply, deeply grateful for the way that you have held the vision for me when I didn't have the space to hold the vision for myself, um, yeah. I'm also deeply grateful to Leanne and Katie for their um, endless wisdom, advice, encouragement, humor, um, patience. And um, I'm also endlessly grateful for those of you who have been along for this journey. I love y'all. Uh, if you're new around here, welcome. Um, if vulnerable, buck word filled, um, curse word filled podcasts are your thing. Um, I think you'll like it here and, uh, I'm excited to get back into creating these for you guys. So, uh, welcome to season two of the quiet audacious podcast y'all. And, uh, let's have a fucking journey. <laughs> I'll see you in the next one. Bye.